0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 2978 for Wednesday the 1st of January 2020. Today's show is entitled Garage Door. It is hosted by Operator and is about 12 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, I talk about various garage door and fixes. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org.
1: to another episode of Hacker Public Radio with your host operator. Here here again, uh, fixing my garage door. So, if you're not interested in a raining soundscape of garage door fixings, um, I've already fixed it, I'm just cleaning up and going to go over uh, uh, what I've done with it over the years. So, we moved in this house. It's a 30-year-old house or whatever, um, in the 80s. And... um, We moved in here and the garage door lasted us about two or three years before um, the gears on the garage door died. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of times you don't need a new garage door opener. You just need new gears or some other bits until the motor dies, obviously, right? So um, in my instance, the gears, the teeth on the gears had gotten all chewed up. They're like plastic gears. I think they're intentionally plastic because, you know, so that way, you know, shards of metal will go in your face and stuff. So um, they're intentionally, uh, I think they're intentionally plastic uh, so that you don't have a a big mess on your hands when you've got to do something. Um, Let's see, I'll go over. So I ordered the right part. This is an old Craftsman's half horsepower. Um, And the newer ones have a, a plastic guided thing. This one's all metal, which is actually, I prefer all metal over plastic. Uh, obviously. Um, so I put the new thing in, and you actually have to calibrate it. So once you take the gear off, or take the chain off, or do anything with the distance between when it decides it's closed and when it decides it's open, you have to recalibrate it. And there's a little screws on the side and little dip switches, and that was a total pain in the butt. But if you do it right, you set the extreme one both directions, and then you trim it down it fits, until it angles just right. Um, I don't think I need to adjust any of that with what I've done here today. So what I've done here today is um, my wife said she heard a loud noise in the garage and I figured, eh, it's just something fell over or whatever. <clears throat> so I get home and uh, press the garage door button a couple times and it's like kind of it's kind of like it really cracked open. I'm like, eh, that sucks. So I press the button, and press it again, it doesn't do anything. After the second time I press it, I know exactly what the sound was because my mother said she heard an explosion in her garage. And um, her spring had busted or um, finally given away or pressed away or whatever. So what ended up happening was um, the springs over time, they either bust or come disconnected or whatever. And that's what happened with her and that's what happened with me here. So it lasted about... Um, so I want to say five, six years before I had to do anything with it. Um, and I adjust the tension on it when I redid the gears because you have to redo everything anyways. It's offset lines. well will check the tension, double check it. And there's guides out there on how to do the tension, right? But you want to check your gar- garage door, what do they say, quarterly? They want you to grease it quarterly, which is insane. Nobody... Nobody will, you know, ma- maintenance their garage door quarterly. Um, but they want you to grease it quarterly. I used, I purchased um, two things. Uh, garage door lubricant from Blaster. Um, on the plastic parts I used, because these casters are plastic, or vinyl, or whatever they call them. Um, I use a silicon spray, the Blaster silicon spray, because, uh, you know, it's safer on plastics. I don't know. Um, some say not to put any lubricant on the railing, Some people do. I say do. Um, yeah, it's going to break down the wheels, um, but the wheels are going to break down, and the, you know the lubricant's going to keep it from squeaking and making noises and god awful sounds in the middle of the night. So, other than the right side and the the right side top caster that kind of seems to vibrate, um, it nothing else seems like it's unhappy. Um, The other lubricant I used was to replace the grease that goes on the metal track. Um, You want to clean off all the old dirty grease um, that's on there. and This is the track for the main hoist in the middle. Um, So I cleaned off all that grease and I thought about getting a grease gun with all the grease and that's like 30, 40 bucks for a nice grease gun. Um, I, I don't need that particularly. Uh, Kind of overkill. I haven't really needed grease in a while. So I got the white lithium grease, which Give or take is not the best thing for a garage door application But it does say garage door openers and springs so you could lube up your springs with it Um, They tell you to lube up the springs There was only one spring on here uh, when I when it busted and I figured oh That's why the garage door crapped out the gears crapped out because there was only one spring, and some moron didn't put the other spring on the other side. So, know, well, stupid me. I think that they've done it wrong, and you know, rightly so. All the most of the videos I've seen were, give or take, um, two-sided springs. So I look at the videos online, and I do the measurements. It's a crazy measuring system. I'm the gold. I think it's dot two five zero. There's a measuring system. How you measure which spring to get, and that's the important part because. What I'll explain is that I got two springs, and the first spring I said do two 30 turns So I did 25 because I knew I had two springs So I figured if I got two springs, it's gonna have to work less, right? And it will work less and last longer and the springs will last longer and all that stuff So I do 30 on one side or 25 on one side and like I check it and it's like basically good to go Almost I was like, oh, that's not good. So I dialed it down 5 which I brought it down to 20 I put the other one on 20 and then I released the tension on the other one and the garage door started going up by itself. Um, and then it proceeded to make a big mess and came off of the little, the, little, um, uh, the little rope thing, whatever, the uh, pulley. Came off the pulley on one side. And, and, then, and I was like, ah, I'm getting frustrated. So I tried to get the garage door to go back down using the garage door opener. And the garage door opener is not strong enough to push the um garage back down basically. Um, it's better at pulling. It's not so good at pushing, I guess. I don't know. But the garage door just got it's got squirrely because it got off of the it got off of the pulley on one side and the garage door was actually slanted at one point in time. And there's uh, broken it's bent. Um It bent and shifted, and a piece of the wood is now disconnected from the garage right now. So, this piece is bent, it looks like, possibly, I bent it, looks like I bent in the middle somehow. Yeah, it bent in the middle, so eventually I think I've fucked up this door to the point it's going to have to be probably replaced. Um, That's going to break eventually, probably. Unfortunately, I might put some spray, spray foam on there to give it some reinforcement, to give it a few more years to whatever. But there's a good inch between the where it's supposed to be attached to the doorknob and the system. So that's not good. Anyways, um, so it got shifted, got pissed off, um, got it all back together. And I realized, well, the reason it wasn't working, because I was getting resistance when I was pushing when I was pulling the garage door up i was getting resistance almost up to the top i was having to push the garage door the rest of the way up which doesn't make any sense um and obviously when you do that that means there's no more tension on the pulleys they're going the wrong direction at that point or whatever there's no tension on the pulleys anymore so they're just sitting there um i think is what happened and then i realized Uh, the whole design of the springs is that they're supposed to spin a certain number of rotations with tension on them. And basically, if you only spin it twice, and then you spin it, you know, you spin it ten times, ten ten clicks, which is, you know, however many rotations, divided by four, um, it comes with these little poles if you get the kit. But the idea there is that I'm I'm giving it, there's not enough tension for it to go all the way up. So about three-fourths the way up I'm actually pushing the springs the other direction because there's not enough wind in the spring for it to come all the way up. So I was thinking I was going to have you know two springs is better than one. Who cares? Whatever. But the design of the spring obviously is important because if it's um, it's it got like a two inch in or two, two inch in or tension spring or whatever. Um, but the idea there is uh, I realized that I can't have two springs unless I get a different kind of spring that's designed for two. Springs, um, so I just disconnected the other spring, so now I have an extra spring, I guess. Um, and it was about 20 or 32 for me um, for this for this garage door tension here. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Roll. Uh, it's kind of a pain in the butt. the The trick to it is, I think, is to do like five or maybe three clicks. Um, on the on the rod on the spring, so that you can manually tension the um, manually tension the pulleys. Because if there's no tension on the pulleys, it's hard to keep them both on the on the rail on the pulley, the wire on the pulley. So if you do like two, five, or three, just enough to pull it back, then you'll um, have enough tension for it to hold it self and then you can proceed to add however many you want to that. Um, other than that, I, I grease everything up. They tell you to grease up all the the uh, joints and stuff. Um, so so far so good. Obviously, keep your wear safety goggles and a even a face shield. I have a face shield and I wore a wear face shield and safety goggles, and keep your face away from the poles. So if something does happen, you know, and the poles go spinning or something goes spinning around and throws the hot metal, it's not going to be towards your face. It's going to be away from your face. Um, so anyways, hope that helps you guys out. Um, and, and, and we've also got a little laser, one of the car parking lasers you can buy. Um, it's kind of like the whole tennis ball thing, but it uses lasers instead. So obviously that's better. Um, I have that plugged in um, in here, so it's two car motion sensor laser, and you just adjust it to where you're where you park at, so you know exactly where you're supposed to park when you park and come in coming. Um, garages, you know, take your time, be careful. Um, the kit I bought was I want to say eighty six dollars for two springs, it could have been like forty bucks with the with the with the kit. Um, I had to actually take an angle grinder to the old spring because it busted up and made it, and uh, I couldn't get the the bolts out because the spring was sitting on top of the bolt. So I was sitting there trying to like pull the spring off off of the away out of the way of the bolt and realize that that's a super dangerous and B, I could just cut the spring off because I don't need any of the parts that were on here. Um, other than that, uh, safety first wear proper eye and, protection and uh, um, hope that helps somebody out.
0: you've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at HackerPublicRadio.org we are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday Monday through Friday